You're listening to Geeks Talk. I'm Sean McCammon. Let's get talking. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode seven of the Geeks Talk podcast. Yes, it's episode seven. Seven? Are we even seven weeks in? I think we are. I can't believe it. Anyway, now that we've got that out of the way, let's talk about software. Now, you might remember last week I said that I'm looking to sort of change my lifestyle a little way this year. I'm looking to think of ways of reducing cost. First thing that I'm going to be doing this year is I'm moving from a paid TV service to a streaming service. So I think you know, this is what last week's podcast was all about, if you didn't hear that. And it's something that I'm going to be talking about moving forward as I do it. Not quite yet. The streaming device that I want to use is a Roku 4, which is not in the UK at the moment. I may be forced to buy the Roku 3 until that comes out. Because at the moment, even though I asked the question of Roku, they said it's not been announced in the UK. I'm kind of, yeah, that's why I asked the question. When, when is it coming out? I want to know. Anyway. So that's one area where I'm looking to change the way that I um, do things, reduce cost, and and ultimately actually get more benefit from it because there's a lot more on these streaming channels than you get in, in the modern day TV service, to be fairly truthful. But the second thing that I'm planning to do, well, I say the second thing, there's actually multiple things in regards to this one. And we're talking about reducing cost outage, expenditure, not spending money where I don't need to. And as I say, that's across a number of different things. And I'm going to discuss them probably through a number of weeks of the things I'm planning to do. But the next thing I'm going to talk about this episode is computer software. Now, I'm actually recording this on a free piece of software, Audacity. And... It's free because it's, I believe it's open source, um, but it's it's free software. And the thing is, we've, or many of us anyway, have got into this illusion that paid is best. The piece of software that you buy is the best piece of software. And that's not necessarily true these days. Now, yeah, there's potentially more features, or it's got a nicer UI because they have people paid eight hours a day 40 hours a week just making that new button look nice and I know that because I'm a software engineer and I've worked as a developer for for many years and understand that line of business but the thing is many companies these days are seeing the benefits of open source software now for those that don't know open source is basically free software it's basically developed by the community what tends to happen is you have a developer or someone not necessarily a developer want a piece of software to do a particular task now it may be that there isn't a piece of software out that does this task or it may be that the software out there that does this task is very expensive so they decide to write one themselves and what they do is they have the source open to the the a group you know the, the the world basically to allow anybody to make updates to that product now 
what many companies do then is they take the source code and they implement it themselves and they use it and obviously they can use it for free now there's a caveat to that because many of the licenses used by the open source and they are licensed by the way they're open licenses but what they tend to say is if you make an update to the software to the, to the code you have to release that to the world for free so i think some companies don't do it because of that because they don't want to update the source code and then give that away for free they've spent money on it they don't want to give away their secrets so to speak so where they use open soft open source software they tend to use it as it is a stock so that they don't need to release it to the world because it's already there whereas well, i say a lot of companies are understanding and and using this software because it's it's free to use it saves a lot of money because there are products out there that have license fees that run thousands tens of thousands even more every year and companies save a lot of money by using open source now the thing is you think well actually these companies are using that why won't i use that and this is the thing this is the the as i say that the kind of the false thoughts or economy that we're in where we think bought is best and as i said before that's not necessarily true at least in my eyes some people think well open source it's going to be full of bugs it's going to be full of um, commercials you know uh, product commercials or, or, or um, st stuff like that or it's going to have viruses in it okay so it may have bugs in it the point is that they're not necessarily eight hours a day 40 hours a week developers working on this some aren't even actual you know developers per se they're just regular people that decide to put a product together so yes there will be bugs and this is where the community comes in the community that will actually go and add features fix features and so on in the software and you know that's the plus part of it because you have you could have many developers all over the world working on the source code for a particular product advertising now although i could possibly say yeah maybe some would I've, I've not seen any advertising in open source software myself i've seen it in products that you get for free where they've not released as open source but they they're giving away a free version and and there tends to be something like and these are usually phone apps by the way it'll be like pay for the paid version and you get the ads removed but or you can use a free version and have the ads so as i say i haven't seen ads in open source software that i've used i'm not saying there won't be any but i've certainly not seen any that i've used in regards to virus or, or trojan horses or you know anything of that nature granted people could put malicious code in and you know I don't know how much validation people do of the source code so I can't say that it doesn't happen again I've not seen that happen but you have to take the chance and the, the easiest thing to do is just to look at the reviews make sure people have used the software and reviews reviewed the software because let's face it if, if you've got say a, a thousand reviews that are very good then you can probably think well actually maybe there isn't any any bad stuff within this this code this program 
So user reviews, don't just download any old thing, you know, make sure you kind of understand what it is first. Now that's kind of, as I say, some of the thoughts that people have about open source. But what people probably don't realize about open source is there is so much variety out there, so many programs that do so many things. And one place to look is called SourceForge, if you've not heard of it. SourceForge is a big place for open source software. Now, you wouldn't believe what you can get for free these days. You could get software that is nearly as powerful, if not as powerful, as commercial products. You can get software that do things that commercial products won't do. You know, you, you, if you can think of something that you need, you require, go and take a look at, at well, SourceForge, I was going to say, but look at SourceForge. There's potentially other places. Look for open source code. Have a look what they do. See if it does what you need. Now, I've started to do that more. I've used open source or some open source software for many years. I've used, for example, a program called Handbrake. This... I've used a couple of other things. Uh, I've used a, a video editing tool as well or two. But the point is, where I've used them, I've found them very good. Um, they've progressed through the years because when I started using, for example, I think it's KDN Edit, which is uh, an open source video editor. Usually on, I use it on Linux, but I believe it's across multi-platforms now. Um, when I first started using it, there were, were issues and bugs and... Uh, things have been fixed. It's moved on various versions. It's a very good, solid program. Um, same as ha you know, Handbrake. I use that quite a lot, as I said, for doing video conversions. And there's other bits of software. I won't go into all of them. But the point is that go and take a look because there is so much there. And it's amazing how much money you don't have to spend but get great software. For example, Audacity, which I'm using now. You know, the equivalent what you could think of have paid is like uh, adobe audition i think it's called i've not used it myself but that's a paid product there, there are many other uh doors out there doors being a daw by the way um digital audio workstations i think they're called but there's many of them out there i could have used and paid for but you know what they don't or they only give me as much as audacity gives me and it's free so i've saved hundreds of pounds by by using this free software that's hundreds of pounds that can go into something else and let's face it with the days or, or at the moment the economy for the last number of years it, you know every cent pound euro whatever you, whatever monetary that you use whatever we save goes into feeding us clothing us and various other things so it's a it's a benefit it's a bonus certainly take a look I'm, I'm a big kind of advocate advocate of using this stuff because it is such great software for many years for for well, 20 years now I've, I've been using linux linux has always had a lot of free software to do a lot of things and in that time i've i've been a very big advocate of, of using linux and using the software, showing people, I mean, let's put it this way, I introduced my mother-in-law and my dad, whilst he was still alive, to computers, and I introduced them on Linux. They didn't know anything other than Linux. Um, my mother-in-law now uses Windows, but 
the point is that she used Linux for a long time. And I just set it up so that it was very easy to use. She liked using Skype. And at the time, you had to run a script to actually allow you to be able to execute Skype. But I just put that in the startup. You know, it's just really simple. Uh, I said, what, what software do you want? And I just went to the app stores because they had app stores years ago. And you just say, look, what do you want? And it's just all there. There's tons of software that you could just download. And it was just fantastic. The thing is also, this, you know, when you say free software, a lot of people automatically think about pirating and all that kind of stuff. And this isn't pirated software. It's nothing illegal. It's completely legal. Open source is legal software. You are legally allowed to download it and use it because it's not commercial. The license allows you to use it. So why not? Why not save money? Why not try it? If you find there is something specific that you need to do that isn't in open source, then spend the money, then buy the program. But if an open source program, program project, whatever you want to call it, does 95% of what you want, or 90%, why not use it for free? Why do you have to go out and spend one, £200 to get that piece of software just to do that extra 10%? You know, that 10% that you may not use that much. So take a look, have a go, check out SourceForge, see if there's anything you want. So that's it for this week on the actual topic. As I said, I'm going to be going on to more and more money-saving things that I'm going to be doing through this year as we go on through the podcasts. And try and I'll try and diversify a bit, talk about other things. But I want to come to my new story of the week now. And this, I won't say scary, it's not worrying. In fact, it doesn't. it can't affect me because we're not allowed to do anything sort of private or personal when I'm at work, but it's about how the uh, European Courts of Human Rights um, sided, or I won't say sided, but ruled towards an employer about uh, someone they dismissed a few years ago because, a few years or a year or something ago, where because they read his private messages and deemed that, you know, that what he was doing, what he was saying was, was contradictory to what they wanted in their company and this ruling has said basically that um, companies can take a look at your private messaging from your you know when you're at work that is um, if they deem or if you use say that same account for both work and private so as an example a company last company I worked for we used Skype and I didn't have a separate Skype for my home and my work I use the same Skype so in that case, the company was legally allowed to check my instant messaging. You know, they could check your your personal email if you're using it, that account at work and so on. So it's something to think about. And, and I say it was ruled that they're allowed to do that. So that's kind of a, a scary thought to think about that. Uh, it's almost like big brother within work, isn't it, really? So think on that before before you start sending personal messages from work think your company could be watching so that's the end of this week's topic and podcast hopefully it's made you have a good think maybe it's giving you a bit of information you didn't realize hopefully it's gonna make you or help you save money so until next week's podcast i bid you farewell that's it for this week thanks for listening and don't forget keep an eye out for next week's episode